0: Hello.
1: Hello, Rebecca, it's Beatrice.
0: Hello, Beatrice, how are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm all right, thank you. Have you been looking at the couture shows?
1: Yeah, I have a bit. Um, And you?
0: I have, and I would like to gush, please, about the Valentino.
1: Oh, do (laughs) gush.
0: Because I I wasn't really blown away by anything else. Everything else was a bit meh. But Valentino... I just loved so much and I really felt, I don't know if you did, I really felt like it was the ultimate illustration collection because the lines were so clean and beautiful, the use of colour, amazing little details, the sweep of it as they moved and it really looked like it was inspired by mid-century fashion illustration by Eric and people like that and then it's really... I hadn't yeah,
1: really I, thought of that. I was just mesmerised by the bows.
0: The bows, oh my goodness, I so want the trench coat with the green bow at the back. Imagine.
1: Oh yeah, that would be amazing.
0: It would be amazing. But I think, I think there's something very emotional in his work that you can kind of imagine wearing it, and that's really rare in a couture to sort of evoke that feeling because usually it's just like fantasy sort of oh that's very nice and beautiful but not that you can imagine wearing that thing and I think that's also a really big part of fashion illustration that because you don't get every detail you kind of get the artist's emotion in looking at it looking at the clothes transmitted to the viewer to you and I really love as well how the collection has really inspired um current fashion illustrators so my instagram feed has been full of sort of beautiful renditions of it like my poppy wadi lal i really like her work really beautiful but also my wonderful i'm my biggest fan of richard haynes as you know yes I do. (laughs) you do know that and i just love his drawings of it his drawings of it are so fluent and you just get this amazing sense of how kind of dramatic but also kind of accessible they are it's really weird to say that about haute couture yeah and i also like it is but don't you think it is
1: yeah i think i mean
0: obviously maybe the hats Mm. the hats the jellyfish hats are kind of madly fabulous in a mid-century way i think
1: they are super fabulous i'm just thinking in terms of variability, um sort of
0: that not so much although it would be fun to kind of trail into a room with O'Donnell feathers it
1: would be fooling around you I think my I think a few things that I notice when you're talking one is actually I I maybe shouldn't admit this but I often don't look at the show's on the catwalk, I just look at the photos, right. and, and you were saying how beautiful everything moved. And yes. so that makes me think that's really stupid of me. I really do need to look at the the films um, because I you think don't you do really get that. You see it really differently. Mm, yeah, you must. Yeah. And I can see that that would come out in, in fashion illustration. Um, I mean, even if you look at the static photos, you get the movement a bit. I oh, you do. Yeah, you do? Yeah, but not, um, I'm sure, not as much. I really like the. I like the old... There's a the one old t- totally pink outfit. Um, yes. I really like that one, which is... I'm not really a yes. pink person, but I... Yeah, and that is really totally something I could imagine myself walking through Liverpool Street Station.
0: I, I would I would pay a lot to see that. <laughs> that would be amazing. And no, I, I think it's just... It, I don't know. He just seemed to stand head and shoulders above everyone else. And it, it seemed to be... The spirit of what you would love Haute couture to be,
1: mm. yeah. You know, and I
0: think he has such respect for, um, you know, the people who work in his atelier. And and you, and there's such layers. If you study the static photos, as we now call them, that yeah. that that you can kind of see little tiny details. Like I was looking at the the amazing trench coats that are like the most gorgeously cut you know with um, incredible sleeves and everything and you can just see like the hint of a fringe at the bottom or maybe like a little bit of an embroidered dress underneath so there's kind of this suggestion that there's layers and layers of beauty in each um design and Mm. also i don't know did you i really loved the the sheer black tights and ankle strap shoes Did you notice that?
1: No, I didn't. But now that you're saying that... You
0: must look mm, at them because mm. I just thought we haven't really done much with black sheer tights. I guess YSL has had them a bit. But somehow it just seemed absolutely right that that's what they had in these kind of black and gold sort of late 70s, early 80s-esque strappy sandals. So I say, you know, everything goes to... Valentino and to Richard Haynes renditions of those which are also super inspiring Oh,
1: which so I'm very excited at. yeah I'm not surprised Is the, do you think trench coats have appeared much on the couture catwalk before? do I think
0: quite, what have?
1: Trench, trench coats yeah it seems quite an unusual thing for a couture catwalk Yeah, then, yeah um, mm,
0: that's something we must look up yeah, Jean-Paul must- Gaultier really likes trench coats I can't think if he's done it in his own couture mm. though yeah um oh there's the margelle oh no that was men's i'm just mixing up all my many collections
1: now well there uh, yeah. but no i think you're absolutely right and i definitely will look at the richard haynes um once yes once yeah because i think
0: you know he's been drawing the menswear he's been in paris for the menswear and the couture and i think they they just give you such another dimension and a sense of the the sort of feel of the show as well as the actual outfit. I think they're amazing. Mm. <clears throat> so yes,
1: all so, gorgeous. When you haven't been watching, looking at couture. Uh, This week,
0: (laughs) that's all I've done so
1: the 10% of your time
0: the 10% when I wasn't looking at the Valentino and Richard Haynes was spent on teaching (laughs) Um, and this week oh it's such a fun week you know I do a week where um, my MA Documenting fashion students get into collaboration with my friend Robin Schildenfryer who's an amazing um, design historian on sort of Um, modernism and Germany and Weimar and we have a big kind of all together week where we do two classes on Weimar which is Mm. so much fun and I don't know have you seen because what we watched the film we watched was People on Sunday have you seen it? Yeah
1: I have not for a while but I have seen it a few times. Mm.
0: It's so good though isn't it? It's really good and it's like I don't know it's just I mean, obviously it's known because like Billy Wilder and Richard Siodmak and people like that worked on it. They're like everyone who worked on it, all the sort of production side of the team, <coughs> ended up in Hollywood. Um, but it uses, I really like that it uses, what do you call it, untrained actors,
1: yes. mm-hmm. human mm-hmm.
0: beings <laughs> who are not actors. And and also the dress is really interesting. Cause, like, do, you, do you remember the beginning where this it introduces where each of each of the characters yeah.
1: and one of them works in a shop doesn't she in a record yeah, shop think, one yeah one of
0: them works in a record shop and she wears a little neat black dress with white collar and cuffs which i think was kind of shop girl uniform pretty much everywhere then wasn't it because you see pictures in Paris Yeah i guess
1: and... there was a uniform yeah definitely yeah um... i
0: mean not uniform in that they all were exactly the same mm. style but it was always black and usually with with white collar and cuffs and then it's really sweet that then when because it's like the premise of it it's not it hasn't got a sort of strong plot but it is that they're all going to um The beach on Sunday, like that's the one day
1: off. two young women and two men. It's two young women and
0: two men. Yeah, and well, actually, there's another young woman who's supposed to go, but she sleeps through the whole day. (laughs) So she misses it, and she's a model. So it's quite funny because the others you see at work, but you don't see her at work, you just see her filing her nails, (laughs) which is not a very kind rendition of what a model is. But anyway, Um, but yeah, the girl who works in the record shop, she then um, on Sunday wears a sort of little white sailor hat and a white blouse with a little bow and white skirt. But she carries, she's got this really nice little suitcase, like tiny um, little case that's got her record player in it. Mm. And it's just really, I really like the way like her kind of profession continues into her leisure time. And and the idea of, you know, lugging your portable record player and and 78s which are quite big and heavy as well to the beach i think is really funny
1: and also it's sort of i've I've been talking quite a bit this week about teenagers and when they appeared Mm. and you know always this idea that they suddenly appeared after the second world war yeah that film shows no um
0: no exactly They
1: existed before
0: yes yeah they absolutely did and um There's really nice, like, that when they get to the beach, because it's really, it's like the sense of kind of the, you know, the buzz and modernity of Berlin as a city and, like, Weimar Berlin, but then them escaping to this sort of countryside to go and have a swim. Although when they get to the countryside, you know, you have to pay to get in and you have to pay to, you know, rent a boat and everything. Mm. But anyway, but they have really, there's this really great scene where they all kind of go and, you know, conceal themselves in the in the tall grass, in the rushes to, like, get change. And one of the girls, it's so funny, she, she has to sew up a bit of her swimming costume that's come undone. And the other girl, her strap is broken, so they have to sort of tie it in a knot. And I just really like the way it, it seems like, because I really wonder if they were wearing their real clothes yeah. rather than mm-hmm. costumes. And I just like the idea of sort of... Improvisation—it was like reminding me what we were talking about the other week of of sort of your visible mending, mm. that kind of thing, and, and like stories with garments.
1: But also amazing to always carry a little bit of needle and thread on you.
0: That's true. I never even thought of that. That's so true.
1: But I think that's what people used to do. You used to get sometimes in the hotels. You used to get these little sewing kits. I mean, that's, oh,
0: that's true. A yeah, a long time ago,
1: and I guess they were for just having on you. It's actually a useful thing. I might.
0: It is. <laughs> I think we
1: need to find very nice ones. Yeah, actually, I the, I went to the V&A recently, and in their shop they had a whole section which was all sort of needle thread, little books for oh, needles really? and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but anyway, I'm 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 getting away from you telling me about the film. Oh no no <laughs> no, no,
0: no! But that's fine. Um, But anyway, yeah, I really like it because you have such a kind of idea of Weimar that everyone's kind of continually dressed as though they're in the film Cabaret and being very sort of outré. And obviously that is part of Weimar and that's part of what makes it this sort of incredible moment before everything gets very dark and terrible. Mm. Um, But it's just the sort of everydayness of it, I think, is really Beautiful and just the kind of sense of it being quite sort of languid, and you just go um, to the beach, but then it's back to the city and the buzz, and like the end of it is sort of back to Monday mm-hmm. and everyone rushing to get the, on the U-Bahn and you know running along in the streets, and that you so see it,
1: people going and coming from work. That's yes, and it's not glamorous work necessarily, apart from the models. No doing her nails um
0: He's doing her, yeah and also it was making me think about I know we've talked about before about the um how important Germany was for ready-made mm, yeah in, into war mm. and how it's so hard to kind of find the traces of that because it was all destroyed in the war yeah
1: mm. yeah I think that's oh, generally I find that really interesting it's also I've I have a book at home which is about Zurich which again, at some point, apparently was yeah. a, a place for fashion, but that's sort of not really. I don't know. There isn't that much about about that. Um, yes, definitely much more. I think that that can be done about about that period in terms of fashion oh, in Germany. I think. I mean, I haven't sort of very recently checked what what's been done in Germany itself.
0: Yeah, um, but the fashion magazines are so incredible.
1: Yes, they are, and there are so many of them um mm. there's also one it's not a fashion magazine, but something i at some point I got quite interested in between the wars there was this fashion not not necessarily just for lesbian women, but there was this fashion mm. which was called menish so mannish oh. menish modes, which basically meant he wore a suit and um with a skirt and um a shirt and ties. And it comes up a lot, even in the Times and advertisements for department stores. You know, this is the new mannish look. Um, and I'm, I'm not quite sure whether it has connotations or not. I, I'm, I don't really think so, but I was sort of quite interested in that. And then I, I sort of looked at pictures of, of women that are not in advertisements wearing that yeah. kind of thing. And that for some, in some roundabout way, I came across um, a lot of images by someone called Rudolf Schlichter who's a sort of painter at the period and um he, he paints he paints and draws a lot of um the gay lesbian bars in, in Berlin and there was apparently this magazine called Die Freundin or the girlfriend um oh, which is wow. apparently the first lesbian magazine um and I'd love, I, I'd love to see copies of it. There's just not, yes. there's not that much online. And I, what is online goes sort of through the different sections of the magazine. Yeah. It's, it, it's like an ordinary magazine. It's got bits of novels, you know, what, how mm. they have that at the time, advertisement. <laughs> but I, I think I kept thinking they must have had stuff about fashion as well. And I'd, I, yeah. I, I'd love to see that.
0: Um, how interesting. Because yeah, it, it sounds like it's not like the sort of Le Gasson. It no. sounds like a, a no. much more masculine version, and it also, you know, in Pandora's box, yeah. Um, oh yeah, the, fr- a,
1: the woman, her friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah her mm. friend
0: is dressed like that, mm. isn't she? And mm. she's definitely, yeah, sort of coded as a lesbian. Yeah,
1: mm. Mm.
0: that is so interesting yeah and what was the name of the painter i really want yeah
1: to i um he's called rudolf schlichter so right yeah um I'll, I'll send you some links it's yeah uh, it, unfortunately he's, he's he's another one of those people who had to leave um yeah and so his his work is all over the place there's sort of not one place where you can look but there's there's one particular image called ladies um bar or it's in german it's damn kniper and this mm. is and a lot of the the ladies in there wear a bow tie or or tie so wow. so in that case i think you know that they are meant to be lesbian but um but but the, it was also a sort of more general fashion for a while it seems yes um, it definitely appears in advertisements but to find um sort of documentary photography from the time i, I haven't been that successful but um so, yeah, but any, anyway, I'm not, I can't quite remember how we got to that. I mean, oh, that's, that's more that's the That's so of,
0: interesting, though, but it's so interesting just that level of vi- visibility yes. is so refreshing. Mm. Um, yeah, and who was, wasn't that? was it an exhibition you saw? a while ago there was a photographer you told me about from oh, the Weimar period who was really interesting as
1: well yeah there is there was um, there is this place in Berlin um, and it still seems to exist It calls it's called the hidden museum and what they're trying ah. to do is um shed some light on on women artists who have been forgotten for whatever reason and it was just a coincidence we were just walking past it and we went in and and they had this exhibition about someone called uh, Frieda Reis which is you Mm. know like the the Reis shop and um, she had a um, photo studio in Berlin between 19 I think 17 and 32 Um, and then she went to Paris Um, she was Jewish but she didn't sort of leave because of the Nazis she had a, a, a boyfriend there and her photos are absolutely amazing um it's a lot it's mainly you know predominantly portraits and right. um a lot of artists and um and what I what I love about her photos they're not like um they're not very they're not like August Sander they're not sort of clean mm. they're more like Steichen Sh- I never quite know how to say his name yes. Sort of a bit um hazy and she's absolutely amazing on on fabrics, a lot of uh. a lot of the time the women. I mean, she does women and men, but I am sort of more interested in the women. Um, a lot of the time, they wear shiny fabrics, and they they come out really beautifully. Um, a lot of the time, they wear. Dark things like dark, dark satin. And, oh, that's interesting. And, and they, you, you just feel you could touch them. Um, is is it's, and the, the clothes they are wearing are amazing as as well. Um, one of the ones is she photographed is Asta Nielsen, didn't you? Stay oh yeah, a we sled?
0: yeah we stayed in her house. There's, I don't know if it's still a hotel, but it used to be a hotel in Berlin. Yes, it's sort of off the Kurfürsten
1: Exactly, that's where she had mm. her, her studio. Um, oh, yeah. how funny! Yeah, and she she I mean she was really really successful, and she had it was more like photography as art. So I say mm. is it called pictorialism? Yeah. Anyway, so she had a sort of big exhibition in an art gallery at some point, point. Um, and she did a lot um, for uh, magazines. I think that's partly why they can now still find a lot of her photos, but there's there's right. also a bit of a mystery when she goes the the trail almost so she was born in eighteen ninety and then she goes to Paris in thirty two and then very, very little is known about her and it's not even clear when she died. It must be in must have been in the uh. mid fifties. She apparently got ill and what is known about her is from someone's diaries, and it's someone who didn't like her. So. Oh my
0: goodness! Yes. That's not how you'd want
1: to be remembered. No. Um, so I think once she goes to Paris, there isn't any um, any more photos. But there, there, there is again quite a bit online. And um, I, yeah, I look her up. She's. I mean, the, the. Oh, I will. And oh, and the other thing, of course, I've forgotten the the, the other important thing. She did a self portrait um, with a parrot on her shoulder.
0: No. Yes. She well, didn't. that's perfect for you. Yes,
1: it is absolutely perfect. And apparently, your love of
0: parrots realised. Yes, and apparently, in it, the, in Weimar,
1: it was a bit of a thing. I think at that time to be there are a few more. There, I've got the catalogue, and there are a few more photos of women with parrots. Wow. Mm.
0: Have you seen the um, Del Pozo lookbook that's all with birds?
1: No, I haven't
0: seen that. Oh my goodness! I must send it to you. It's so beautiful. So Cause you know how beautiful his clothes are anyway Joseph Font and they're sort of amazing colours and really clear shapes and then they've got the most beautiful little birds sitting on the models
1: Oh amazing, oh yeah please do send me I
0: will a... do, yeah, I, I will do but, but that I'm very pleased I'm going to particularly want to find that self-portrait <laughs> with a parrot and I, you know, I and hopefully should... one day that
1: yeah, yeah, I should take a self-portrait with a parrot. I well, I
0: was just going to say, you know, I feel that that should become your thing, mm. that you're the curator with a parrot.
1: Oh, um, yeah, okay, okay.
0: Okay. That. It might not work in the storeroom.
1: Yeah. No, but no, in Lea, general. No, that probably won't work, yeah, sadly.
0: Unless um. it was really well-behaved. <laughs> I don't know how well-behaved parrots are, really.
1: My aunt used to have one, but that I'll tell you about that some other time.
0: Okay. So, oh. Okay, we'll save that. <laughs> what else I, did just,
1: you look at this week?
0: Oh well, this. Um, talking of women photographers who've been forgotten, Eva. Oh yeah. Who is? Oh, I just love her photographs so much, and she she did a lot of work for. Do you say uhu? the magazine, UHU, Mm -hmm. and Didama, so quite kind of ritzy fashion magazines, but they're really beautiful, and like you were saying with um, Frida Rice, there's a real sense of the tactility of fashion, Mm. and and the sense that you can kind of feel what it would be like to wear them, and, well, actually, like I was saying with Valentino, but... The photographs, there's like beautiful ones of um, that are promoting stockings, like a ed- fashion editorial on stockings from the early 30s, where the model is looking down at her legs. So rather than it being the kind of usual sort of gaze fetishizing the woman's legs, you have the sense of the woman admiring her own legs and thinking about how her stockings look and how her stockings feel. Um, But there's also ones that are incredible where they're like double and triple exposure. So there's this great one that shows a woman dancing the Charleston and in the middle, you've got sort of her in three sort of dance moves plus the saxophonist. And you can always kind of hear the jazz. It's like so evocative. And she, she has a really sort of, very strange, terrible life by the end because she um, I think her father died young so her mother became a milliner so she was kind of exposed to fashion very early mm. and then she's really kind of this sort of new woman of Weimar that she sets up a studio in the 20s I think and calls herself Eva just Eva like it's very sort of assertive I think a brilliant and that's her name um, and becomes really successful and she does sort of commercial art and fashion and they really kind of blur and she works with this artist and sometimes his photo his paintings sometimes are part of her photographs if you see I mean that, that mm. because of the exposures and the levels so it really links the sort of collage of the period but then the terrible thing is because she was jewish she ends up having to stop doing photography and she st- ends up in a jewish hospital um as a what do you call it someone who takes x-rays
1: oh yeah radiologist Mm. radiologist
0: and then in 42 she and her husband are sort of taken by the gestapo and it's assumed they were murdered Mm. so it's like this terrible kind of truncation of her life and her career Mm. um but she's such a sort of important figure and she is really influential, you can so see like her influence on like Guy Bourdain but also Helmut Newton apprenticed for her when he was 16 Wow I know, and when if you look at Eva's photographs, it completely alters how you look at Helmut Newton's work, because I think, because you think of him as, you know, kind of the, I don't know, like the ultimate period of his career being in the 70s I think you don't kind of associate it with him in the 30s no, learning his skills really, but when okay. you look at Weimar imagery and particularly Eva it sort of makes sense so much more and and it just gives you another layer of thinking about his work
1: Oh I'll definitely have a more look at her work. You won't believe this, um, but it is true. <laughs> there is actually a photo of Atelier Eva in this catalogue of rice, and it is a composition oh it's a composition with parrots. No, I think you're just making, I
0: think this is like a fever dream. <laughs> no, it, it, it that, Where are the parrots? The, it, the, they're just hanging they're out just in her just Four studio? parrots
1: sort of together. I think it's maybe, might be the one, one parrot or just sort of photographed four <laughs> times. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I want to see proof of that. I want to see proof. Yeah. I, because,
1: yeah, I know. that's just two bit. I know. It does, it does sound like I'm making out.
0: But that's that's perfect. That's like our ultimate
1: mm-hmm. joint
0: fantasy picture. <laughs> yeah. <sure. laughs> well, I mean, clearly Weimar women knew what they were doing. Yeah. In their ph- and and so many of them are so brilliant with photography. Mm-hmm. And I'd really like to see more films from that period because I've seen a few, but I feel like there's a because. Um, do you remember at the conference that I spoke up? At that you organize the what was it, the look of austerity oh yeah
1: and there was a woman who's written a whole book Mila Ganeva yeah, she's exactly. so
0: nice she's mm. so nice and she's so interesting and she did that amazing talk didn't she on um it was kind of immediate post second world war German films mm. oh yeah but she's, yeah, yeah mm. it was so interesting and but she's done a book on um, Weimar more generally Weimar culture that's excellent and sort of Weimar women and it's it's just such a... I think it's it's really difficult. Um, I was talking about this, actually, with my students, that it's so difficult now to look at the interwar period not through the lens of the Second World War. Because yeah. when you know the sort of horrors to come, it's really hard not to kind of inflect everything yeah. from the interwar period as though everybody knew mm-hmm. continuously that that was what was going to happen. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's such an important period in so many ways and the design and fashion is so it's so much part of what that culture was
1: mm. and I, oh. I just love i just love the 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 look of that period i mean the, mm. as i said the, in the rice photos maybe it's a sort of bit, bit of a distorted idea what you get because they're, they're predominantly wearing dark fabrics but um it's yeah, it's just um, it, it's sort of a bit quite dramatic what they're wearing in her photos, which um, I guess it's different from the film you mentioned. But it yes, um, uh, is I just really like that that look.
0: Yeah, no, it's really good. I, I wish I could have seen the Jean Mamman exhibition that's on. I think it's the Berlinischer Gallery. Oh, really? At the moment, it, um, it do you know her? She's an illustrator, and her work is incredible there's there's some really wonderful ones of sort of carnival and nightclubs i think that i are think really
1: i came good. across it when i was looking for the other paint i was looking for, for some reason mm. she came up as well but i've only seen maybe one one or two yeah mm.
0: no really good and and sort of there's this amazing one of just lots of people people huddled in um you know gray coats in the rain in the city mm. which is just I, I think it's just all these artists that we're talking about you just get a feel of the period like a literal feeling it's like very like the idea of sort of haptic looking that when you look you touch with your eyes you know and I think a lot of art of that period really you know evoke you know does that that it's sort of appealing to your sense of touch as well as sight yeah um, because you do feel you could just reach out and touch it
1: mm. and a lot of movement i guess as well Mm. somehow it i just sort of feel i i do feel with with that period that i i i have a lot of images in my head um which is not necessarily from i don't know why why that is and it definitely isn't just cabaret Mm -hmm. um which i think also distorts things a bit i think
0: yeah yeah definitely and also that there's kind of there's so many facets to it because we haven't even mentioned, like Neuer and mm, you know, yeah. Otto Dix and George Gross, but also John Hartfield mm. is so incredible in his critique of the rise of fascism through these those mm. posters and those amazing collages that mm. he did. Yeah. But again, and I guess actually collage is very tactile, isn't it? Because yeah. it gives you a f- the sense of layers that you could touch and yeah. that it has depth.
1: And the way it's don't been, you know, you do the way you make it. I guess.
0: Yes, um, that's true. Mm. Yeah, that sense of sort of yeah that there's the labour of kind of cutting out pieces and putting them together. Mm. Oh, it's so interesting. Yes. Yes. Okay. I feel as though we now need to both go away and look up
1: Absolutely. all of these
0: people you and definitely. study them again.
1: Yes. And then- yes.
0: And then look at Helmut Newton yes again and then probably look at valentino again just because that's really lovely
1: yes and um then we'll catch up next week
0: definitely speak to you soon okay take care bye and you bye